You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 73. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I know you've been thinking about it. I know that very techie you is ready to come out and find the tech job of her dreams this year. Who do you turn to for the support you need to move from learning to getting hired in tech? Well, I've got some great news for you. I've got you covered with the You Are Techie Coaching Membership. We listened to our audience and we heard you ask for UX design and full stack developer options in your course content, not to mention the getting hired strategies that have worked for so many women before you. The trifecta of courses, coaching, and community with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career is like no other membership program out there. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. My guests today are Robin Scribner and Mikkel Blake of Tech Moms. Tech Moms is a Utah-based organization helping women, specifically moms, to transition into tech careers. I'm sure you can see why I wanted to have them on the podcast today. Robin co-founded Tech Moms. She's a career coach and women's labor force expert. She raised the initial seed funding for Tech Moms, where she now connects with scores of community partners and coaches women through challenges related to career reentry. Prior to joining Tech Moms, she worked for the Utah Women in Leadership Project as the Assistant Director and Research Fellow. Robin has an undergraduate degree in European Studies and a master's degree in English, Language, and Literature, both from Brigham Young University. Robin lives in Utah with her husband and six kids. That's right, she beats me. Mikkel co-founded Tech Moms in order to help women transition into the tech industry with the support and skills they need to build new careers. She serves as the program director. Until recently, Mikkel worked as a web developer for Degreed, an upskilling platform that connects learning to opportunities to maximize career growth and now works as a freelance developer. She also graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in international relations. Mikkel lives in Utah with her husband and three children. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for having us. All right, let's dive in. Tell us about your career journey. What led you to your positions today? And did you always think you'd be in tech? So Ellen, that's a great question. My career journey is probably similar to a lot of the women that you talk to. You mentioned that I've got six kids. It's completely ridiculous. I don't know what we were thinking, but we have a good time. We Somehow we make it work. But I, again, I started in, I was a college professor. I taught at BYU. I taught writing. And, and I think I would have stayed in that job forever, because it was actually another great job for moms. It was very flexible. I only had to be on campus a few hours a week, 
but we moved overseas to follow my husband's job for a few years. And then I gave up that opportunity. And once I get home, I was always pregnant and always having a new baby. And so it never made sense for me to go back. But I became very fascinated in the lives of other women like me who had taken career breaks and weren't quite sure how to get back into the workforce after that. And so that's when I started working for the Utah Women in Leadership Project and focusing specifically on what career reentry looks like for women. And I did that for about five years. I did tons of research, tons of writing on those specific issues. But I wanted to focus more, I wanted to work more directly with women who are making this transition, not just research about it and talk about it. And so I was so thrilled to connect with Mikkel, who's going to tell you her story in a minute, and, and really start working directly with women. And so when you ask the question, are you surprised that you ended up in tech? I still am not actually in tech. <laughs> I'm the, th- the third-legged stool for this program. I don't know tech. So all my tech moms, by the time they've been in about the program for about three weeks, they are far ahead of me in their technical skills. So I focus on the coaching, the career placement, the community outreach, and those other issues. But I've been surprised and impressed with how much tech I've learned just by being a part of this program. So that's kind of my journey. I am so thrilled to be working with women to help them understand. The, the reason why I did uh, join with Mikkel and Trina to focus on tech is because my most important priority for the women that I'm working with is to help them find the best opportunities. And honestly, you cannot find better opportunities than there are for women in tech. I love it. And I have to interject here that you are techie, Robin. Um, (laughs) All right, Mikkel, how about you? Yeah, my background, um, again, not too dissimilar from kind of Robin and probably lots of, you know, your community. I come from a culture where the the idea is to get married young and have babies young. And so I did that. I got married at 21 and had babies right, you know, thereafter. And so I never had kind of a chance to build my career before and I had always expected to stay home with my kids. So when I realized that I did want to actually have a career, I didn't have any kind of, you know, background to help me do that. Mm-hmm. So I was you know, looking forward to how how can I break into not even going back to work, but breaking into a brand new career? How do I do that? And, you know, my network at the time was toddlers, you know, so how, how, how do I do this? So I was lucky enough. I was living in the San Francisco Bay area at the time and was lucky enough to find a program similar to this that helped me get, you know, an understanding of the tech industry being in San Francisco. Obviously it's the air that you breathe there. My husband is a tech startup CEO too. And so, I mean, it was kind of in the, in the air, but I still just, you know, had no idea what to actually do. How do you, how do you take those steps? And so it helped me to get a great understanding of kind of what my opportunities were in the industry. And luckily I found software development and it was something that I really, really enjoyed. It's such a great kind of combination of my left brain analytical skills, but also creativity and and kind of an expression. So it was really a a really fun fit for me. So then I went and did one of those full-time boot camps, right? Where you're full-time immersive three months, and that in of itself is its own experience where I was certainly the only mom. I was not the only parent, but I was the only mom in my group. And the, the dynamics there were difficult, right? I had to run home and get, pick my kids up from childcare and those things where, you know, the, the men there and the fathers there didn't, they had support. So, you know, just kind of throughout this journey, you see the, the many ways that women and then particularly moms have barriers that, that others don't have. And so my boot camp was able to get an internship at Degreed. Where, which then turned into my full-time job. And I got into my job and I was looking around, you know, loving it. I mean, learning still so much and looking around wondering, where are the moms in this job? Because this is exactly what I needed. This is exactly what is helping make my life work. You know, I can 
take my kids to school. I work the hours that they're at school that I, you know, can pick them up, take them to soccer, take them to karate, do all those things, and then still have, you know, a, a high paying job that has the flexibility, have remote options, all of these things. And that, that, that moms need to support their families and have fulfilling, happy careers. So I, you know, after I kind of felt like I had my feet under me after working for about five years, I really just felt passionate about bringing this program to my home state of Utah. Utah has such an interesting and unique culture and has unfortunately really like bad rates for diversity. You know, we have, we're always kind of lowest in the nation when it comes to the diverse workforce and things like that. And what we also have really highly educated women and uh-huh. this is such an interesting mix. And so I, I, my heart was there and wanted to come to Utah and, and, and help other women kind of see, see the many opportunities and see this path and the things that tech can open up for them. I love it. So uh, the next question, you kind of are answering some of it, but tell us about tech moms and who is it for? Yeah. Tech Moms is for anybody. And we we are tech moms and we focus on moms, but we take, you know, anyone who identifies as a woman. It's for anyone who feels like they maybe even want to have a tech career, that they're interested, they're curious, mm. they want to know, but they don't know what that looks like. They don't know how mm-hmm. to get there. They don't know what those opportunities are. And so that's our, we our goal. We bring them into our program. It's a nine-week program and we teach them basic coding skills, some HTML, CSS, and a little bit of JavaScript to help them build their own websites so that by the time they come out of our program, they have, you know, they have something to show for it. They get to do a demo day and show off their work that they've built. And then we bring in guest speakers from a wide variety of tech jobs. So, you know, cybersecurity, data science, digital marketing, UI UX design, just kind of as many as we can get in to help the women see the many, many opportunities. We believe strongly that there is a fit for anyone who wants to be in tech, mm-hmm. regardless of kind of your past skills or your personality type, or all of these things, you know, there's this misperception that the tech industry is software developers who sit in their basement and code all day and and are introverts. And, and maybe I am all of those things, but obviously not, you know, there are roles for anybody in in any kind of skill and any kind of, you know, things. So we want to help women understand what those things are and then help kind of funnel them into their pathway to finding, you know, whatever job, you know, works for them. That's beautiful. I love it. You forgot greasy hair and hoodie, right? But that's that part we're not, I, I love it. That is absolutely still, I think, a big part of the visual that comes in when people hear about developers. So l- tell me a little bit about each of your roles at Tech Moms and what your day-to-day looks like. Sound, sounds like it's pretty, you guys are doing pretty different roles there. Yeah. Yes, we, we're just a, a three-person team. And so we all just divide and conquer and and we're all we all keep really busy. So my day-to-day, I focus on a couple different areas. One of the areas I really work on a lot is fundraising. Working in a nonprofit, you're always raising money. And it's similar to sales. So anybody who goes into technical sales, recognize you're making relationships, you're prospecting, you're finding people who might be interested in what you have to offer. And so I spend a lot of time with the fundraising, but um, I also talk to recruiters all day long. We're always reaching out to companies to try to, one of the things that we are finding is that we have so many companies that come to us who are really interested in hiring our tech moms, but they want to hire senior software developers. And that's not what <laughs> our tech moms are. And so we spend a lot of time advocating with local companies to create entry-level tech roles, to take a chance on women who come from a different background, not through the university system, but through uh, different types of training create entry-level roles for them with pathways to promotion and in-company 
professional development. And, and the companies that are willing to do that are going to have those senior level software developers that are from diverse backgrounds. They're going to have all the perspectives and everything that they want. So I spent a lot of time with talking to companies, helping them understand who we are and what we're going to offer with our women, working with fundraising. And then I, I work a lot with community partners. We do um, a lot of work with our higher education institutions here in the area, a lot with nonprofits, community organizations, et cetera. So we're working really hard to be a strong, fundamental partner for anybody who's working on workforce development here in the state. I love it, Robin. And I was laughing because I have heard that one before. Yes, yes. We would like, you're training moms. We'd like seven years of experience. Can you have them? And I'm like, no, you've got to put the time in. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And what about your work, Mikkel? What kind of day-to-day duties are you performing over at Tech Moms? Yeah, um, I kind of spearhead putting the logistics and the whole program together, right? We, given that I had a lot of background going through a similar program like this and, you know, that I experienced all this myself and mm-hmm. sort of uniquely qualified to being able to put together this program. So I spent a lot of time, which I love connecting with local women uh, to be guest speakers. And I get to speak with them and learn about what their career journeys and and get them ramped up to speak to to speak to our women. I we do lots of kind of the interviewing of our women to get them placed into our programs. Lots of you know we we bring in software developers to be coding coaches and you know kind of all the logistical, the background work, you know all the administrative work to get these things going. You know all all that kind of stuff. So great, love it, love it. And so I'd love to hear about it's it. You know we've talked a lot about moms and being in tech and how how it's a great career, but really how do you think motherhood has influenced? Uh, the decisions you've made in your career? I think there's a few things. So, you know, one of the things that we talk with our tech moms about is we we specifically focus on the tech industry, right? But tech is in every industry. So like it's <laughs> right, right. You know, pervasive across everything. And it, it's kind of crazy to think that the things that are affecting all of our lives so intimately and our children's lives are not being shaped by women and by mothers, right? So one of the things that, you know, we have a perspective about, you know, our families and our lives that you just, others don't have, and it's needed in those decision-making rooms. It's needed as we're building out stuff that is so integral to every part of our lives. And so having that, some of it's wisdom, right. That comes with the experience of raising little humans and, you know, and doing these things that is just desperately, desperately needed. And so there's, you know, women often tend to be kind of you know, service minded, right? Like they want to help and that this kind of, you know, that's a lot of what our parenting is. And I think that that's really, really needed in tech, but in all of these industries where tech is in, you know, influencing our lives, this idea that we can, we, sh- we not just can, but we really should be mm-hmm. developing these things to create better outcomes. You know, we have, we have just studies upon studies of the ways that bias is affecting tech, which is then affecting our lives. And so, you know, we have that to offer and it's needed. It's more than just a nice to have, like it is, is a necessity in order to create like the kind of future that we want for our families and for our, for our kids and for the, you know, the entire world. I, I just got chills. I, I love what you're saying. I mean, I, so I have this podcast on, if I'm so good at tech, why can't I work the remote? And I have this whole thing about how, you know, my 12 year old works the remote better than I do. Yeah. Number one, he uses it more. And number two, it was probably designed more for the way that he thinks. And we don't even realize it's this perpetuating cycle of like, oh, well, I'm not good at tech. Oh, but you actually would design it totally differently if you were experiencing it. And 
I, I think that's kind of, I, I got chills when you were talking because it's so true to my experience. And, and the reason I came up with that concept is because I would have women tell me, no, no, I'm not good at tech. I don't, I don't even know how to work with the remote. Multiple women where I'm like, that's not a good answer. That, that has nothing to do with your technical skills. And so it's just a funny thing, but I, I, I think it's so important the way you're talking about that our world, it's so pervasive in our world that our motherhood protecting and serving our children, we can't do that on the sidelines because technology is everywhere, right? It's, it's such an important part of it. So I, I just thought that was really beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I love that perspective. And I'm coming from a different perspective a little bit about how my motherhood shapes my career. It, it shapes every single aspect of my life, including my career. I started out super ambitious, super high achiever. I was going to be the president of the world and all these other things. And then I had this kid and and it really just changed my life. And I, and I knew that I wanted to do things differently. And, and as a longtime career coach, I had so many women coming to me who suddenly found themselves. And again, this is part of our culture, but suddenly found themselves wanting to work and needing to work because they were facing a divorce. They were facing a disability on the part of the primary breadwinner in their home, and they were not prepared at all to go to work. And that's what really made me committed to evangelize for every woman, every young girl. I I talk to teenagers all the time and they're like, I'm not sure what I want to do. And I just remind them they need to always be prepared no matter what life throws their way. They need to be prepared to support themselves and their families. And there are so many ways to do that well. And there are ways to do it the hard way, right? The hard way is working three low paying jobs. And the easy way is getting great skills that are in demand. So you have the ability to work flexibly at a higher paying job in a way that still supports your family. And so that's the real reason how motherhood has shaped everything that I do, because I'm so committed to making sure that every mom has this pathway and the ability to support her family when or if she ever needs to. But but so many women want to. And so that's really important for all of us to understand and for our young girls to understand as well. That's beautiful. Yeah, you are my people for sure. I love it. And Robin for president of the world. I, I love it. I don't know why we should definitely keep that on the table, Robin, if there's time. Okay, so since we're just crushing this whole women in tech problem, let's, let me take you, I love the Imagine If game. I, th- I play it with my coaches all the time. Consider it's 10 years from now. Imagine if, what does a dream tech world look like for you? I, I will go first. I I'm kind of in the place in my journey and in my kind of even my feminist journey and all, all of these things where like my, my dream is that we are no longer having conversations about this. <laughs> it's just the, you know, it's just the way it is. Like we just, we have the diversity that we need and we no longer have to have, you know, specific things, you know, designed to bring in diversity and, and we're constantly having this conversation. You know, my pipe dream is one day we are not having this conversation because, you know, we have the integration that we want that we have, you know, the support and the belonging that is required to have people, you know, have their success and, and, and that we are seeing, you know, these outcomes in tech that are beneficial to, you know, humanity because we don't have to have these conversations anymore because we, we, we fixed it. Uh, that's beautiful. Very, very specific. I think that's a great, that's a great imagine if. How about you, Robin? Let me just add one piece to that. That was beautiful, Mikkel. My dream world, we talk so much about how tech jobs are great, mom jobs. But tech jobs are also great dad jobs. And so my my dream vision is also that this flexible workplace that we are creating now, which was accelerated a million times by COVID very quickly and kind of sloppily, but but hopefully for the best, is that both men and women, those people of all genders, all family relationships, 
have the flexibility to work in a way that supports the rest of their life that they need to live. So they're able to create wonderful things, do exciting work, but also prioritize their families. One of, one of the issues that we have is that women are seen as needing more flexibility and men feel a little bit scared to take that, which continues to tamp down women's careers. But if men really embrace the idea that I'm going to take my paternity leave, I'm going to leave at three o'clock and go to my kid's soccer game and things like that, it makes more space for men and women to be more equitable at work and at home. And that's really my vision for the next 10 years. Oh, beautiful. I love it. I love it. That sounds great. All right, Robin, I know you do a lot of interview prep and my audience is always looking to level up their interview skills. What are your two secret weapon interview questions that you think my audience would love to hear and they can prep for in their interview process? So one of these is specific to women like ours who are transitioning into tech from another industry. And that question is, why did you choose to enter the tech field? There are going to be a lot of different answers for that. And I think it's important for women to have a clear sense, not just related to, you know, I want the flexibility and other things like that, but recognizing the specific aspects of tech that they're really interested in. And then my second question is, when was the last time that you taught yourself something for fun? I think that is a really important question because so much of tech, because the industry is changing so quickly, there's no educational institution that can keep up with the way the industry is moving. And so tech tech career people need to be willing to be self-driven learners. And so I would love to hear about how people are doing that process, why they want to learn for fun and how they are doing it. Oh, I love it. That's a great, those are great questions and really different than the ones I've heard. So that's fantastic. Okay. We've been talking about tech moms and bringing women to tech. We've been talking about it like the whole time, but I still want to formulate this question because this is the way I like to look at it. Like there's a woman, no matter how, no matter how long we're doing this until we hit Mikkel's dream, we're going to be having this conversation and they're going to come to us and they're going to say, uh, yeah, I, I, that's great what you do, but it's, I'm not sure that's for me, right? Like I, I know those other people can do it, but I really can't for whatever reason, but there's this inkling in them that they think they want to enter tech. What would you tell that woman? I had a conversation just this week with one of our tech moms and she came to me, she was trying to put together her resume and she's like, I don't have work experience. I don't have these, these other things. This is so hard for me to build out a resume to make me appealing to a tech employer. And so I asked her to talk to me a little bit about what she does and and her background experience. And she told me about how she has run soccer clubs. She has been a manager at a restaurant. And I started asking her to dig down deeper into the skills and abilities and the things that she's built as a single mom who's faced a lot of different challenges in her life. And we focused on the problem-solving skills, the negotiation, the making people happy when they're really, really unhappy. If you've dealt with soccer parents before, my kids used to be soccer refs. And like parents are yelling at 10-year-olds who are soccer refs. I'm like, pull it together, people. (laughs) So we had this moment because what she was looking at was a technical support role specifically in cybersecurity. And I'm like, you have everything that Mm -hmm. you need in order Mm -hmm. to help unhappy people learn how to solve their problems, to deal with the the issues of their day-to-day. So one of the things that I would tell women is to dig deep into all the experiences that they already have. Whether or not they recognize they are related to tech, tech is so broad and there are so many different types mm-hmm. of skills that we need. And one of the advantages that so many women are don't recognize that they have is by being a mature adult that's raised some kids, that's had some life experience, they have so much to bring to a workplace setting that frankly, a 21, 22 year old just can't possibly have. 
And I love 21 and 22 year olds. I've got a daughter of my own. She's amazing. But she doesn't know how to do the stuff that I know how to do because I'm an old woman, right? (laughs) So focusing on that and helping women recognize you already know so much more than you think you do. Mm -hmm. And then helping them translate those skills into the workplace setting. Beautiful. How about you, Mikael? What would you tell her? Yeah, you know, kind of building off what Robin said about that you already know more than you think you know. I think you brought this up at the beginning too. One of the biggest barriers that we see with women after having been home particularly is this kind of drain in confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And I absolutely felt that too of like, you know, I've been home with kids for seven years. You know, what do I know? Who am I? More than, you know, whether or not you even choose to do tech, it's about building, you know, being able to find that confidence again. And that's one of the things that at our Tech Moms program that we really focus on with them. And there is something about just taking a step forward, right? Like whether or not, you know, the tech actually ends up being the thing that you do or whatever, take a step forward and don't let your kind of fears and those lack of confidence stop you from just from trying, from taking a step and seeing where that step takes you. That's beautiful. Robin and Mikkel, I could talk to you guys all day. I love this. I love what you're doing. I'm so glad you came on today. And we're going to link to Tech Moms in the show notes and let everyone know what you guys are doing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having us. It was really fun. It was great talking to you, Ellen. Thank you so much. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.